Welcome to Art News Africa podcast, Studio Visits Nigeria, a podcast series about Nigerian artists and their work. The art scene in Nigeria is serving as home to some of the most prominent African artists of our time. Contemporary and modern Nigerian art is full of passion, humor, opinion, strength and diversity. And all this and much more is what you'll get insights to in this podcast series. Introducing Tai Idehor, a renowned artist born in Lagos, Nigeria in 1984, currently residing and creating in her hometown. In 2007, she graduated with a higher national diploma in fine arts, specializing in sculpture from Yaba College of Technology. Tai Idehor's artistic expression spans various mediums, including collages, drawings, sculptures, and mixed media. She intricately navigates expansive and intimate themes through her work, weaving together elements of identity, feminism, African heritage, and the broader contexts of history, tradition, memory, and globalization. A recurring motive in Idehor's art is hair, which carries diverse symbolic elements and reflects the nuanced facets and contradictions within female identity. In her captivating sculptures, drawings, and collages, hair evolves, blooms, and transforms, giving rise to new forms and identities. Her global impact extends to prestigious residencies, including the Sarah Lee Elson International Artist in Residence Program at Princeton University Art Museum in 2019. Previous residencies include El Ranchito at Matadero in Madrid, Back Factory Residency in Johannesburg, CCA Lagos Asiko Art School Program in Dakar, Senegal, and more. Her work is held in esteemed collections, including the Seist Museum of Contemporary Art in Cape Town, Davis Museum in Wellesley, Massachusetts in the U.S., Brooklyn Museum in Brooklyn, New York, and Princeton University Art Museum at the Princeton. So join us on this journey through her exhibitions worldwide from Johannesburg to New York and witness the depth and richness of her artistic expression. I am Tai Idaho, visual artist. I'm from Edo State, Benin City. Um, I was born in Lagos, lived here all my life. I'm a visual artist. I have my background is in sculpture. I studied sculpture at um, Yaba College of Technology. Um, but now I kind of dabbled into everything, bit of sculpture collage, painting, um, so mixed media, basically. That's where, I, that's where I am now. Currently, mostly painting at this moment. What kind of role do you want your art to play in society? Oh, that's was definitely one of the main decisions I made when I decided to become a full-time artist. I wanted my art to be, so two things. I I wanted my art to be placed in museums. That's, that has always been something I wanted. 
and I wasn't, that was the decision I made that fine, collectors are great, but for me, I would, I wanted to create a path where museums, my work would be in museums solely for the reason that um, this idea of continuity. And I think it was really about because of my grandmother, because I just couldn't understand how does someone get missing and there's no trace of a person. So I always used to ask myself, when I'm no longer here, what traces do I leave? And I'm like, then I think my art is something that can, you know, speak on my behalf when I'm no longer present. And for me, the best place to for those arts, for the art to speak is when it's in a public space as opposed to, an, sorry, a collector's living room, which is not so public. Um, so museums have always been a place that I've always been hoping and praying that my work, you know, would always, you know, find find their final resting places because people who have access, you know, to the works. And a lot of students have access. I love it because once in a while I just have students sending me, oh, we I went to this museum, they're writing something and I, that excites me that someone is, you know, um using my work as a starting point for a project. And as a Bini person, I don't know whether it's just in all Bini people, we have this thing to like carry on Bini legacy. So, you know, having my work in, in a museum, someone is going to, you know, speak about where I'm from, the city of Bini, the Queen Mother. Um, so that's important for me. That's what I, that's my main, that's what I really want with my work. With that in mind, has your practice changed over time? Um, in terms of what, like? The way you work, the way you do research, mm. the way you think about your works? So I don't think it has changed. It has pretty much maintained, you know, the the path that I started off with um, in terms of research. I'm really lucky and blessed to have worked with Bissy Silver who, you know, carried a couple of us young artists at the time under her wings. She started, in fact, the whole origin of Asiko, the Asiko Art School that, you know, people know now. We started off with a group of artists that she kind of just brought together because she just was, she didn't understand how artists, you know, she was like, oh, tell me about your work. And she just gave her one line and she's like, no, you should create a trajectory of your work, what your work about, you say a story, you know, not, I mean, not lie about it, but build, you know, something around what you are doing. And this is starting that with us, you know, so the sculpture you see up there was the first work, one of the projects, she like, she gave us an assignment, you know, you know, you build this history of like, where is this thing starting from? Where are you going with it? And where are you at with the physical, you know, objects. Um, so that was something I pretty much started with, with my process till now, which I'm still um, working with and, um, you know, connecting the past uh, with the present. Yeah. So research is very um, crucial to my practice and it's something that I'm still, you know, 
working with, because it's important if you are going to put work in a museum, it needs to have that, um, it needs to have a foundation that is sitting on where conversations can happen around it, you know, as opposed to just having read. How much could you possibly say about red? I mean, there could be a lot, but um, just using Bini history, wow, there's, there's so much to be said um, around that history. And thankfully, the the palace, Bini, we still have a palace and a monarchy, so I'm not referring to, to, to an ancient past, I'm referring to a present. You know, with the EVA series, I'm using Bini brides a present who are wearing these beads and we still have a queen mother. So I am connecting both past and present. What's your preferred medium to work with? Okay, so that changes, that changes. Um, and the mediums I've worked with over time has always been as a result of um, situation. I don't know if I could put it like that. When I started collaging, because I didn't have space, I didn't have money, I couldn't afford material for sculpture. I, I have a background in sculpture. So practice as a sculptor is expensive. So as a young graduate out of school, there's no money for that. So I started experimenting. So that's why you see my earlier works are made up of newspaper and glue because newspaper was free, glue was cheap, and I could afford that. So I started experimenting with that. Then there was no space. So I started working two-dimensional. At least that I could do in a bedroom on a small table. So that was how I started collaging um, because of lack of space. Then now I have a space, thank God, my own space that I'm returning. And, or rather when I started having, you know, more space to work with, I started to return back to fiberglass. So those sculptures you see there. I started, I had money, I started having some cash so I could afford resting. So I went back to working with fiberglass and sculpture. And um, so in terms of now, um, I can also increase size because I was also doing a lot of, my works are always small because of space, but now I have a bigger space. So I'm learning to gradually increase the size of work that I make. Um, but also I, I think I just also like to do what I enjoy. Um, painting is something I never used to do. I don't know why, but I want to try to paint now. I feel like I'm enjoying it, so that's what I, um, I'm going to be focusing on um, for next year. I do have some ideas I have in terms of some small works, but next year I'll be you know, making them in large dark pieces. And where do you draw your inspiration from mostly? Is it when you move around? Is it from your ancestors that we've talked a little bit about? Or is it from social media? Is it from conversations with other artists? Where, where do you draw your inspiration from? Mostly from, at the moment, mostly from family history, mostly from my hometown. Um, but I think everything has kind of fed into the next. 
you know, I first started off with my grandmother's story, which kind of led me to spend more time in Benin, which then connected me to the Queen Mother. And um, so everything had been organic. So it's not a question of just sitting down, ah, what do I do today? So everything has pretty much fed into the next and into the next. Uh, while I was building this space, this studio space, there were lots of women who were also building, which also then inspired a series of painting that I started as well. Women um, in this very empty space, I'll, I'll show, I should show you that painting. Um, so different things, depends on where I am, but at the moment, um, I'm still working with the EVA series, the, the bead series, um, which again is still connected to home and women, um, which is, I think, an important conversation um, at the moment that is going on. So I'm still sticking with that. What makes a great artist? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what makes a great artist? Ah, uh, man, that's a hard one. What makes a great artist? I think, to me, who, I think artists that I would say are great artists are based on the kind of conversations I have with them. A brilliant artist who, who has a brilliant mind um, not, so I think it will be based on how they think, their reasoning, um, which most of the time will feed into the kind of work that they make, because I think it reflects there. So a brilliant mind, I guess. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I'm not sure. That, I think that's a question I should take home and go and think about, yeah. But thinking about great artists, mm -hmm. and who would you say, if you if you were to name three artists that you'd like to be compared with, or put in the same group with, who would you mention? So we put in the same group with. I mean, I've never thought that artists. I think every artist is unique in their own. General. And everybody's at a different stage in their career. So um, so I can't say, to be honest, I don't think. Let, let me add it. Uh, or maybe you should. Let me ask in a different way. In a different way, yeah. Who are, who are three artists that have inspired you greatly? No, no, that's a better, I think that's a better question. Um, so starting off, um, when I first started, in fact, when I left school, because I was just a frustrated artist, I focused on photography because I love photography at the time. Well, I still do. Um, so what, who, the artist who eventually kind of brought me back to him unconsciously was kind of be, kind of be Um I worked with him as an intern, you know, for a few years, and I just really enjoyed how he worked. He was a painter, but he he is a painter. Why put in a pastor? He's a painter, but he's a very interesting painter. And it was just such a joy, you know, going to his studio every day. And I was just always amazed by how he worked, his ideas, and how he also, you know, thinks about 
his work. Um, so he, like, he definitely is one artist who definitely inspired me. Um, Mr. Uh, Olua Moda, he was my lecturer in school. And even beyond school, he he was he motivated me a lot, kind of pushed me to keep going because those early days are tough. <laughs> Um, then also at the moment, I would say definitely Victoria Hikameno, who um, I also worked with while I was still a photographer. Who, uh, um, I worked with him at 234 Next. He was the editor of the of our desk. I was a, what was I? I was a photographer anyway. I worked freelance and then eventually I worked full time. Um, but I would say currently, he's definitely someone who is really inspiring me. Um, so it kind of shifts from time to time, but I will say consistently, kind of be, I would, I would call, I would say Victor. Um, yeah, and I think everybody else, I think at different points, artists, I mean, all my own colleagues, like Kelani Abbas, that guy is just a, he's like a machine. So when I when I feel lazy, I just connect with him because he he, he gets work done and like inspires me. So he inspires me in that sense of you know getting stuff done. And yeah, Richard Sinwimbo also when we he was my classmate in school. When I when we left school, I struggled a lot. He was the one who was always encouraging me and pushing me. Just try. Let's go and walk at this space. Um, so yeah, different. I think at different points, different artists have always kind of pushed me. Yeah. Can you describe a completely normal day in your studio? Oh, typical day. Wake up. I wake up um, five six a.m. Pray, meditate. Then I'm a morning person, so I I would do a bit of studio work. After that, then. Um, breakfast, walk around. So you see here it's very quiet. So I do a lot of gardening. So I garden. Um, I chill a lot. I have to be honest though. I'm not someone who you will find walking morning till evening. I think I'm just, I'm loving the space that I'm at because it's very quiet. So I just love to enjoy the peace. Um, so I would give a couple minutes there and there and work. Then I sit a bit and just quietly. Um, yeah. So really between the studio, the garden, I drink a lot of tea, the kitchen. <laughs> and yeah, and I close up about evening around six, seven around watch a movie, catch up with series. Then I work at night. Sometimes if if I can't sleep, I do tend to work a lot at night if if I'm here. Um yeah. Typical day, yeah. I chill a lot, I won't lie. <laughs> well that's it. Thank you so much for uh speaking with me and, and thanks for welcoming me uh here. Yeah, well, welcome. Thanks for coming. My name is Jonas Schwarzlaustin, and thanks for listening to Studio Visits Nigeria. 
This episode was with Tai Idahor. If you had a blast tuning in today, and I bet you did, let's keep the good vibes going. Hit that subscribe button, drop a rating and a review, and why not spread the words with your pals and family? Let's create a ripple effect and spark even more interest in the vibrant world of Nigerian contemporary art. Big shout out to the fantastic contributors. The podcast is brought to life by yours truly, Jonas Hartslausten, with groovy tunes courtesy of Pixabay and the fabulous theme song by Nigerian singer-songwriter Falana, who graciously shared her work with us. Major gratitude to Leonard Stiegler, the owner of Art News Africa, and the incredible team who made this podcast a reality. Your support means the world. For a steady dose of Nigerian and African art updates, hop on over to our website at artnewsafrica.com and follow us on Instagram at artnewsafrica. And here is the cherry on the top. We're brewing up an exciting book. And yes, it does take time. It'll dive into the studios and creative processes of the artists featured in this podcast series. Stay tuned for more information. We'll let you know as soon as we publish. Stay artsy. Stay artsy.